It's Weebs Day, my dudes. Hello, welcome to Dragon Pal Z. I'm Stacy. And I'm Nick. <laughs> uh, and today's episode is going to be about shoujo, which is my particular neck of the woods. I read a lot of shoujo manga, but I didn't read a watch a lot of shoujo anime. Um, so this is kind of like outside my comfort zone. And also outside of mine, Stacy was like, hey, you got to watch this and you got to watch this and you got to watch this. And like, obviously, I grew up socialized as a teenage or as a boy um, grew up. You watching, were born a teenage boy. I was born a teenage boy. Uh, grew up watching shows aimed at my demographic. And so this was a really unique experience for me coming to these shows with an adult man mindset. Yeah. And experiencing them as an adult man, but also simultaneously being taken back. Yeah. Go, you, it brings you back to high school, which like my high school wasn't terrible. It was like, eh. Yeah, pretty standard. I don't want to go back. I mean, fuck no, dude. <laughs> Being 30 is way better. Um, but, like, for me, like, I love a, a good Doki Doki Pure Love Romance, right? Yeah, like, I know you do. Because I, like, my heart, I'm like a shriveled old hag. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, I need to feel something every once in a while. <laughs> but, like, I never, like, I always just read it. Like, I, I read, I read the manga. And so I've always been curious about, because I know some of them, have been made into animes. Like Lovely Complex is one that I forced you to watch. Mm -hmm. um, and like Lovely Complex is probably one of my favorite manga of all time. Like I absolutely love Nagahara Aya. I love everything she's ever written. Um, and she's an author that like, I read her, her shoujo stuff when I was a teenage girl. And now she makes Jose for like shriveled old 30 year olds mm -hmm. and they're about me again so like i've kind of grown up with her and so like she's really close to my heart um it's like the boy meets world of manga i've never seen that show oh well <laughs> the basic premise is that it's if it's not an anime reference i don't get it kids grew up with it so like you started watching it when you were like 10 when you were as old as the protagonist and then like yeah. later on you turned 18 and he turns 18 and he's in college and you're still watching the show. Right. So, um, so I picked all the anime that we watched for this, um, session. Also, we're going to do this a little this bit. This was not a democracy. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a tyrant, <laughs> an anime tyrant. Um, so, uh, the way we're going to do this is like the first part of this, there's going to be no spoilers. So if you wanted to listen to the episode and kind of get like a short synopsis, and whether we recommend it or not, and like a brief um, thing about why we do or don't. Um, that's gonna be the first half. There's gonna be a small intermission. And then the second half is where we're gonna ruin every show forever. Um, and we're gonna like really tear these shows apart. Um, so. I'm excited. We can't be too mean. I'm frisky. You're for you. <laughs> <laughs> Two shows that um, we did not rewatch for this and I did not force them upon you are Oron High School Host Club and Fruits Basket. Um, they are both classic shoujo animes. Mm -hmm. um, Oron High School Host Club has one of the most iconic anime um, opening songs. I'm sure you've heard it. It's like, kiss, kiss, fall in love. Yeah. That's Oron High School Host Club. Okay. <laughs> so um, 
it's a reverse harem. So like female protagonist, there's a bunch of handsome men and she mm. kind of gets to like pick whichever one. And so I, you know, not to put the cart before the horse, reverse ha harem are like my least favorite. I hate them. Gotcha. <laughs> so like I did watch all of Oran High School Hulk's Club. I also read all of it. Um, it's fun. You know, it's funny. Uh, the animation's okay. Uh, if you want something that's lighthearted and you're just kind of there for dumb shenanigans and vibes, like there's not a lot of plot. It's mostly just goofy with some emotional parts. Like it's fine. Like I would recommend it. It is, it is a classic piece of anime literature. So if you're into like classic in terms, classic in terms of like things that are important, like became like culturally important. And there's a, like a lot of stuff that references it, you know, like, like the anime Bible. <laughs> mm -hmm. So like, I, I would give, um, Oran High School Host Cub four out of seven Dragon Balls. Four out of seven Dragon Balls. So it's not the worst. I like, but it's kind of mid tier for me. Okay. Um, Fruits Basket is kind of in the same. So Fruits Basket has kind of a fun premise, uh, where it's, does it count as a spoiler if it's like revealed in the first episode? I wouldn't say so. Okay. So basically there's this girl who is homeless for whatever reason. It's been a while since I've read it. Um, and she like stumbles into a house full of handsome men. And it turns out that they're all the Zodiac animals. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so once I would also give Fruits Basket like, a four out of seven dragon mm. balls like it's fine it's a reverse harem i'm not gonna like them but you know it's dumb darker is not the right it's more serious in tone mm. like Oran high school host club is very silly and it's supposed to be very silly fruits baskets like more dramatic more emotional it's kind of about like family strife and trauma and stuff they also turn into animals though so it's not that silly i think it's like if i love you, it i think if you okay then you should watch it uh <laughs> if if I think the rule is if you hug someone of the opposite sex, you turn into the animal. Interesting. So like, you're like Zodiac animal. Yeah. So okay. like there's like the rat and the snake and the bull and like, I like, like one of them's her teacher and he turns into like a giant fucking bull. Like it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's silly. It's a, yeah. Um, maybe you will watch it. I didn't like, once again, I, I specifically picked, manga series that I really love to kind of see how they translated to anime mm -hmm. and to kind of give you, cause like I knew that they had a solid base and foundation and to see like, cause not every adaptation is like, right. Incredible. One of the first one I watched was my love story. And, um, <laughs> I would give that seven out of seven dragon balls. Yeah. It was very top notch, uh, S tier level anime. I'm going to talk about this, talk about more later, but the basic premise is that boys are dumb. Yeah. But not in a boys are dumb, like, uh, boys are dumb, they suck, but like, boys are just like clueless. With my love story, the protagonist, the main protagonist is a sweet cinnamon roll named Goda. <laughs> yeah. A big hulking gorilla of a 15 year old. But yeah, so Goda is just like this huge buff guy, but he's like really sweet, really nice. And it's about his love story. Yeah. With two exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's very good. Seven out of seven Dragon Balls. Yeah. Now, uh, the next one was uh, Lovely Complex. Mm -hmm. And I watched two episodes, full disclosure. 
I just I couldn't I couldn't get into it. Yeah. I could see how people could get into it. And I think the distinction between like Lovely Complex and My Love Story was Goda was somebody that I I could relate to. Yeah. And I couldn't really relate to even the male character in Lovely Complex. Granted, he's short and I'm short, but <laughs> like the premise was like, she's tall, he's short. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Lovely Complex is like very comedic. The the manga is one of the funniest things I've ever read. Like the manga, I've read it like four times completely through mm-hmm. and it still makes me like laugh out loud. Um, I did watch briefly some of what you were watching and I will say that the anime, at least the what I saw, one, it's way shorter. Like mm. the the manga is like a lot longer and that's pretty typical for shoujo animes. They usually only get one to two seasons. Like, gotcha. <laughs> um, but like Lovely Complex, like the anime, not as funny. Like I, the jokes didn't land as much. Also, the animation was kind of weird. Yeah, the animation was like C tier. Yeah, at best. So how many Dragon Balls for Lovely Complex? From the two episodes I watched, I would give it three out of seven Dragon Balls. Okay, and like maybe four if I'm like being generous and giving it like a bit more than. No, we're gonna be harsh. Okay, three out of seven Dragon Balls. That's still pretty good. Like, yeah, I like I said, I could see I could see myself enjoying it had there been like more relatable parts. Yeah. Um, but I just had I just had a hard time getting into it. And I'm sure part didn't of, really grab me. Yeah, part of my it's like my blind nostalgia for it because like I was a conventionally unattractive teenage girl when mm-hmm. I read it, right? And now I'm just a swamp monster. <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm not going into it like completely pure. Right. Yeah. I, I read it yeah. at a time where like I really resonated with the main character. I thought she was really funny. I thought it was really relatable. Um, and so like I don't necessarily relate to it anymore because I am also not tall because uh, God is cruel. Um, <laughs> but so I get it. That's and I think that's why I gave it like three out of seven is because like I think it lends to a lot of comedy. So maybe I should just read the manga. It's also way older. So like, um, I guess not way older, but it, it did come out like my my love story is like an older or a newer um, anime versus mm-hmm. like Lovely Complex is, I think it was like 2009. Gotcha. Um, so and I don't know when the anime came out, but that's when like the manga was serialized. Um, and so like at the time it was like treading new ground and like being kind of different than like all the other mm-hmm. stuff around it. But now mm-hmm. it's pretty standard, right? So. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a sense. trailblazer. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, going back to my love story real quick, the animation <laughs> is very good. It is very good. I tried to watch two anime that I had tried to read the manga, but I couldn't get into the manga for whatever reason, even mm-hmm. though like they are generally pretty popular. So one of the ones is Snow White of the Red Hair, like Akatsuki no Shiryuki or something like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the manga because I thought it was boring. And then I only made it like six episodes into the anime because I thought it was boring. Mm -hmm. It's based in like a generic fantasy world. Like, um, I don't think there's any magic or like if, if there is, it's like really like low key. Um, but it is like vaguely historical European and basically red hair is super rare in this universe this uh the main character is shiroyuki or snow white um and 
she is apothecary. What is that word? Apothecary? Yeah. But isn't the apothecary like the store? An herbalist. Herbalist. She's a, yeah, she's an herbalist. She's like a healer. Yeah. Like poultices and shit. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Herbalists are to animate what journalists are to like superhero movies. So like, really fucking boring. No, shut up. Like it's <laughs> there. If you have a plucky female character and she uh -huh. needs to have a career in a superhero movie, she's going to be a journalist. Gotcha. In an anime, she's going to be an herbalist and be like weird about herbs and plants and stuff. Okay. So like that's a lot of anime have that trope of like, I'm a tough girl that can take care of myself because I know what plants are poisonous and stuff. Mm. So like, this anime is one of those. The The inciting incident is the king of the, or the prince of the kingdom that she lives in is like, you have red hair. I want you to be my concubine. And she's like, peace. And she leaves okay. and, and goes to the neighboring kingdom and meets someone there. We'll talk about it later. It's pretty slow paced. If you want to chill one, I think like it is chill. It's almost slice of life, even, even though like okay. it's, it's fantasy based because um, it's just about her becoming a royal herbalist in this new kingdom and like the relationships she makes with people. And there's like small, like I showed you an action scene. The animation is beautiful. Yeah. The animation's really nice. But like I found the characters pretty bland and there wasn't like a ton of plot. So I got bored. Um, so I would give it like three out of seven Dragon Balls. Like I could see why someone would like it. And if, if you want something that's just kind of like relaxing to watch mm -hmm. at the end of the day and like you don't really have to pay too much attention, then like this is definitely for you. I was going to save this for later, but like I guess I'll just mention it now. The sound mixing is absolutely god awful. Mm. Like the the soundtrack is terrible. <laughs> um, they 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 play this like they're trying to go for like a Studio Ghibli feel with like mm. the piano. Like a but soundscape. It, yeah, but it's like so obtrusive it doesn't match like the the show itself is like really quiet and then there's just like really loud chopin it's not really chopin but like <laughs> just like really loud piano music just happening randomly that's supposed to be sentimental but i'm like i'm not like it's we're two episodes in i have nothing to be sentimental about anyway right. but uh reaching you i watched uh, about three four episodes of yeah and that one I wanted to watch more. It just kind of like ran out of time yeah. and motivation. Uh, three animes in a month is kind of a lot when you like, like when Not if you're a true weeb. <laughs> when you're, when you're like, I don't know, I was kind of treating it like homework, which I shouldn't, I should just like take the journey. I've learned, learning a lot about myself. Uh, but I love the concept. Like it's real cute. She, she's just a weird, a weird girl that looks like the girl from the ring and she's just trying to make friends and trying to just live her life in high school. And she likes this boy, of course. Yeah. And it's super low stakes. The, uh, the conflicts are kind of like not really that big of a deal. Yeah. It's mostly just like misunderstandings or like her being insecure about something. Yeah. Or like someone misunderstanding her cause they think she's haunted. I would give that one probably a five out of seven dragon balls yeah. uh that that one i do intend to finish oh, okay just like i do intend to finish uh i've watched most of my love story yeah i do intend to finish that but i'm just going to kind of take them in bits and pieces yeah i really liked reaching you it was a really good manga it's really cute and it's just like pure wholesome love story like yeah. 
there's not a lot going on, but like, what else do you need? Sometimes you just, it's like a, like a mug of hot cocoa. You're just like, ah. Ooh, I want some cocoa. Later. Okay. And then I started watching Akatsuki no Yona or Yona of the Dawn by myself. That was one that I assigned to myself. Uh -huh. Don't make that face of me. This, yeah. Let's talk about it. <laughs> um, but then it was, it's a more actiony one. And that's also like, I wanted to kind of like give the gamut of like, you know, cause shoujo's like really demographic and like a lot of shoujo is romance and rom-coms and stuff like that. But there right. are like more actiony ones. Um, and so Yona of the Dawn is like a really popular one. It's still ongoing. It's like one piece level. Yeah, you were like, saying that. It's it's monthly, so it doesn't have as many chapters as One Piece. I think like volume to volume, it's like on par. Like it's still ongoing and it's been running just as long. That's wild. The concept is great. Yes. Like I it's very Romance of the Three Kingdoms. If you're not familiar with that, it's like um ancient chinese like intrigue like mm -hmm. you have nobility and people are like secretly murdering each other and there's plots and stuff and that kind of like you know game of thrones plots. but ancient... plots in a tv show shut up like you know what i mean not that kind of plot god damn it <laughs> um so it's it's very it's like ancient chinese game of thrones if you like any kind of like historical chinese drama like Hypothetic, and I love that. I eat it up. Nom nom nom. Like, yeah. <laughs> two, two more helpings, please. Yeah. Remember when I was super depressed and I binge watched uh, Princess Wei Young on your couch in college? Yeah, I, I do recall that. <laughs> Man, that was that was like eight seasons that I watched it in like a week. <laughs> <laughs> I was not okay. Um, <laughs> but so like this hypothetically is exactly up my alley. It is a reverse harem. I yeah. will say. It, Yona and her army of colorful himbos. Oh, little himbos. <laughs> um, the premise is good, but the plot, like, there's so many flashbacks. The pacing is The pacing is fucked. wild. Like, so it's, fucked. it's so hard to be invested. You never know what's happening. You don't know what point of time you're in. I wanted to like it. Like, it's exactly yeah. the kind of thing that I would like. The animation's really good. The fight scenes slap super hard. And the premise of the plot is really good. The execution of the plot. It's leaving a lot to be desired. Leaving a lot to be desired. Like aspirationally, I'd give it four to five Dragon Balls out of seven. But like in actuality, it was like two out of seven. I I I would give it a one. Wow. Like not I'm just not out like, of disappointment. I yeah, I'm not <laughs> I'm not being contrarian or anything. I just like I know exactly what you said because it's it's like this kind of like unrealized opportunity. It's like worse when you can see how something could have been good and they just didn't deliver on it. Yeah. It like makes you angry that they didn't yeah. do it right. And the animation's really good too. Yeah. Like the animation's beautiful, but it left a lot on the table and that was disappointing. Yeah. Because sometimes you watch something and you can't quite put your finger on like why you're not really jiving with it. And sometimes you're like, oh, it's not just for me. But like... This one is like, all the pieces are there, they're just in the wrong order, Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah, we got hot chocolate. Yeah, so if you don't want spoilers, click away. I mean, I don't know why you're listening to our podcast in the first place anyway, but yeah. uh, shout out to our four subscribers <laughs> on Spotify. <laughs> 
Also, shout out to my coworker's boyfriend. <laughs> um, you're, you're the real, the real fans. <laughs> real fans, the true weebs. Mm, yeah, hot chocolate. So, I've been itching. I really want to talk about my love story a little bit more. Okay, that, okay. You know. I have, I have like a, a wad of bile about uh, Snow White that I need to get out of me. But okay, get out your bile. Okay, we're gonna. I guess we're gonna start off not terribly negative, but there are so many things about it that just like bug the shit out of me. One, the title of the show is like Red Haired Snow White, and Shiroyuki is Snow White, like transliterated into Japanese, right? It's like, right. but they, if you didn't, if you weren't a weeb, if you were watching this anime without knowing it, it would make no fucking sense because they call her Shiroyuki in the show. They don't call her Snow White, but the title of it is is like red-haired Snow White. What the fuck? Yeah, it's like, it doesn't make any sense. It bothered the shit out of me. And like, I know because I'm a fucking weeb. <laughs> but yeah. like, yeah, so like, and it's never explained. They never call her Snow White. The only the only real Snow Whitey thing is that they make a lot of reference to apples. Like her hair is apple red. There's a poison apple in the first episode. Okay. Um, it had- but, but she knows that because she's an herbalist. No, she doesn't. So uh, <laughs> it does my favorite. It has like a lot of my favorite kind of trope things. Um, so the the Prince Zen that she meets in the other in the forest in the other kingdom, he eats the apple and it's poison. And it's from the prince that's trying to make her a concubine. And like he eats it instead of her and he like faints or whatever. And she's like, oh, no, it's poison. But he he's been building up a resistance to poison. Oh my God. It's one of my favorite. I was like, yes, <laughs> like, it's so stupid. I, Good Lord almighty. It's, it's on the same. I really love the like the poison woman, like Ninja Scroll or whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, Ninja Scroll. Yeah. Mm -hmm. where, where it's like if, if you kiss her, she's poison. She'll <laughs> kill you. You get you can fuck her, but only once. <laughs> so like um, and like the the like poison princess thing is like what if I'm just like, oh, that's so dumb. Incredible. <laughs> um, so it has that. And I was like, I was like, OK, great start. This is like episode one. And then it does the thing that like so heroin's supposed to be plucky, no nonsense. We know nothing about her. It literally starts. She's like, I'm an herbalist and my grandparents are dead. And then it's like, I want and the, the prince is like, I want to fuck somebody. And his attendants like, well, there's a chick with red hair in the village. He's like, bring her to me. And then she's like, peace. She cuts her hair, leaves it. And then like runs. And that's another thing, like the cutting of the hair to show that you're cool. Uh, another... Is it long before? It, it's like my, it's like shoulder length. And then, uh. well, like, I guess it's like, down like a little bit past shoulder and then she cuts it to like a bob okay so like you know liberation like, liberation and she tries to like this is something that drives me absolutely bananas and it, it's it's once again it's not just an anime thing you want to show that the female is like the female protagonist is like plucky and can take care of herself right but you still need the male protagonist to like do something and like have a reason for them to be connected. Right. So you have the female protagonist like save herself 90% of the way. She gets kidnapped by this guy. He's like, I'm gonna sail you to nobles with your red hair, blah, blah, blah. right? Yeah. And she like, she like, it's you go through this whole thing of like, she outwits him, she like outsmarts him, she like gets out of the building, whatever. And she's like, le she's like leaving the building, she's running and he like pops up and he like grabs her like right at the last oh minute. And then Zen shows up and like saves her. And it's like, just if you're gonna have a plucky female character, just have her save herself the whole way. 
and then like meet the guy on the road or something yeah. or like have her be injured and like she's like limping and he comes he's like oh you're hurt and like that kind of thing like you're you're trying to be like oh she can take care of herself but she can't she had to be saved from the bad guy by the prince she can't take <laughs> care of herself you're undermining the whole thing so like and like none of these characters have any personality you don't see they're all like just blandly likable like none of them have like zen i guess is kind of like stubborn but he's like he's one of those good nobles who cares about the people oh right? gotcha 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 benevolent so, prince so we got some like monarchists jerking themselves off over like here. they're just in love they just like they meet they like each other and and she's like i want to be together but you don't see them like in the first episode they like start chatting and then it cuts away and oh. you come back and they they've like hypothetically been talking for hours but you don't see that like it doesn't do anything you don't right. you're like why do you care about each other you just met in the woods you know like this just like it's love at first sight it's and it's supposed to but the thing is like it's supposed to be like oh i have this deep respect for you but like we haven't seen them learn anything about each other right and, it, and i was like like i don't know anything about the two of you and like from my perspective i'm like why would either of you care about each other why should i care about it? so anyway i didn't it was ugh, not for me <laughs> <laughs> also so like her red hair is like super rare that one of the princess guards has fucking blue hair but blue hair is like normal. No one gives a shit that Matsuhide has like fucking blue hair. Anyway, like, I don't know. Well, at least they established their anime protagonist universe for us. Like, at least you didn't like have like a bunch of brown haired people and then she's got pink hair. You know? No, it is. Like literally everyone oh. who's not like in the palace. So Zen has white hair. She has red hair. Matsuhide has blue hair. I can't remember what the other guard what color i think her hair is like yeah like light like sandy blonde or something okay. then all the other peasants in this universe have brown hair <laughs> okay all right so yeah it, it is it's like like pick the main characters yeah yeah anyway that that sounds deeply disappointing and um i am glad i didn't have to sit through that so transitioning over to okay now you can talk about a good one or a monogatari with two exclamation <laughs> points uh, so my love story basically revolves around a character named Gota, who, like I said before, is just a cuddly little, cuddly large cinnamon bun. He is Jumbo sweet and he has like three brain cells that are all working really hard to make everybody's life around him better. So he, the, the first episode really goes over him and his relationship with his best friend Suna and how so Suna is like your typical like hot anime guy he's kind of he's thin you know he's got long hair he's aloof and yeah uh, he's like kind like kind of emotionless yeah you know like very like deadpan yeah deadpan like he's not he's he's like a nice guy like if someone drops something he'll pick it up and hand it to them which is like right. the kind of like oh the the aloof senpai like handed me something <laughs> you know like he's secretly kind on the inside right so like and that that's kind of the joke of it is that like in a in a typical shojo he would be like the main love protagonist right 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 yeah and and so like the 
it kind of like goes over how Gota has all these crushes on these girls. Yeah. And but they all like Suna, right? And they're all and, mean to him. And they're all mean to Gota. Uh and he doesn't deserve it. And but like Suna like Suna turns them down. And Gota always feels bad for the girls. Right. For being turned down by the popular boy, Suna, his his friend. Right. Um and <clears throat> Isn't it in the first episode that, uh, God, I can't remember her name now. Um, Ring, Rina? Rinko? Rinko gets introduced. Or is it the second episode? I'm pretty sure it's the first episode. Yeah, so uh, there's a... He, he saves her from a molester on the train. Yeah, there's a guy groping her on the plane, or on the train. On the plane. On the plane. And uh, he just, like, this fucking gorilla of, of a 15-year-old boy comes up behind this, like greasy gross older man and just like get your hands off of her and she's just like thank you um yeah. and then that's that's where it starts that's where the romance starts but then like oh <laughs> it the, it pissed me off so much and i was texting stacy on like the second and third episode and i was like is this just gonna be a show where he like because she obviously likes him and he's like oh you must be in love with my friends because that's like one of the important things to understand is like it's a running gag about how like Gota will save someone and like 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 a kid's drowning in the river, Gota jumps in, picks up the kid, hands it to Suna, and Suna hands the kid to his mom, and the mom thanks Suna but not Gota because Suna's like attractive, conventionally right. attractive. So right. like that's the so Gota saves Rinko and he's like, so she's like, oh, like, I'd really like to give you something. And he's like, oh, you want to give it to Suna? And yeah. so, like, he's, she's trying to, like, ask him out on dates and shit. And he keeps bringing Suna. And she's like, oh, you guys are really good friends. And, like, <laughs> and Suna, like, you know, picks up on it because he is a pretty sensitive guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, like, Goda's, like, dumb as shit. And he, like, thinks that, like, he's pretty down on himself. And so he thinks yeah. Rinko's into Suna. And it... And I had to reassure Nick. I was like, no, like they resolve that pretty early on. Cause like there are those <laughs> animes, like oh, the, the one that's like love is war where they're mm. like, like who's going to ask the other, like, I hate that. Just like, I understand like the slow build, but it has to like go somewhere. Right. 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 And like, I would never do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> Please. No, I don't, need, I don't need that in my life. Yeah. So no, the, <sighs> the, it resolves pretty quickly. Um, yeah, and it, like the scene where he's under the bed, and <laughs> she's she's in the room. She's in the room, and Suna's like, so <laughs> not even on the floor because he's so big. <laughs> and Suna's like, "What did you say? I love Goda." And he's like, uh, I didn't quite hear you. I love Gota. And she keeps repeating it. Like Suna is just fucking egging her on constantly, and then like. Gota emerges from the bottom of the bed like a goddamn ogre. <laughs> and he's just standing there, shadows cast behind him. And he just, like, grabs her hands. And I was just like, ah, my heart. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew that you would like it because, like, the bromance between, like, we, we, That's, you and I love a good bromance, right? Yeah. Like, we love, like, the, of Goto and Yuji in Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, even the, the, <laughs> you get like the, the Brenemies of like Vegeta and Goku. <laughs> yeah. Or like Deku and, uh, Kachan. Yeah. Yeah. But I, 
I really enjoy the show. And yes, the bromance between Suna and and Chef's Goda kiss. is amazing. Like they support <laughs> each other so well. I just watched the episode recently where um, Suna's dad is getting surgery. Yeah, and it's it's Ringo's birthday yeah and it's the first birthday that they're celebrating together and i like that kind of just like took me back to middle school and like middle school high school like those first girlfriends you know first relationships where everything is brand new yeah and it's like it's so exciting and of course you've got fucking teenage hormones running amok we're like, when you're a dirty slut, you want to hold hands with your buff boyfriend. <laughs> I'm going to talk about that in a second. <laughs> but like, Goda, he, he's unrelatable in the fact that he is just like a pure... He's like Tanjiro. Yeah. He's pure. He is he is always looking out for everybody His all the time. His is like a beautiful sky with clouds. Yeah, he he is just an absolute angel. And like, he finds out like Suna's acting really weird. He finds out that Suna's dad is sick from his mom, yeah. who is just like inexplicably pregnant. Like, I'm going to say she's not for... inexplicably pregnant. <laughs> she's just pregnant. People get pregnant. I, I guess so. But it comes out of nowhere. It, it is funny because you like don't meet his dad yet. Yeah. So like you're you're like, oh, I didn't even know he had a dad. <laughs> and, and yeah, she is just kind of pregnant. I like. His little sister is so like she's ugly cute though. Like she looks just like him. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really excited for you to get that. I was that. really excited. Yeah, like I I was really excited for you to get to the kiss episode. Yeah, oh, one second. <laughs> we'll so he so he finds out that Suna's dad is sick, and we heart have condition. these like chronic heart condition. Yeah, and we have these like flashbacks that cut back to like uh, Suna's dad being like really nice. To Goda and uh, you know, kind of like being a second father to them. You know, they they live two doors down from each other, right. like for the last ten years. Um, and Rinko is that her name? Rinko. Rinko. I, think I. It's gonna be really funny if we've been saying her name this whole the wrong the whole time. Um, I think she, it's Rinko. Though. Yeah, it's Rinko. Y Rinko Yamato. He always calls her Miss Yamato. Yamato-san. <laughs> uh, he tells her, and she's like, okay. Let's go to the hospital. Let's go to the hospital. And she shows up and she's because all ready Rinko for her birthday. Because is also a cinnamon roll. <laughs> she is a cinnamon roll. Um, like literally she like bakes cinnamon yeah. rolls. Uh, and she, you know, she's there for her. Excuse you. For her partner. And also there for the people that are important to him and his life. And it's like, I wish more teenage boys would watch specifically this show because it's such a great example of how a relationship should work. Right. Like it's built on mutual trust, communication. Like they have communication breakdowns in the show, but, and that's what causes those like intermediary conflicts, but then they resolve it through communication. And right. usually it's Suna being like, Hey, you're being dumb, Goda, like fucking open up your mind for a second and realize what's actually happening. Yeah. Here. You're, you're being, you're getting in the way of your own happiness by like not seeing what's in front right, of you. Right. And I was going back again to being a kid and like wishing that I watched something like this when I was a kid, because it would have given me a, a lot better like framework for what a healthy relationship looks like. Right. And it's I, <laughs> of I think, people my age. And it's you know? 
one of the fa- my favorite things about it is the kind because it, it is written by a woman right and right. so like is that like one of the biggest kind of like conflicts like one of the biggest ongoing conflicts in the show is like go to being like oh you're a pure pure beautiful angel and i will right. never do anything to you and she's like you could do a little something to me <laughs> right and she's kind of like struggling with that because she doesn't want to come off as like a whore <laughs> yeah but like she's like no i actually would like to hold hands and maybe kiss right mm-hmm. and and so like it's like normal for women to be attracted to people and to right. want to like i mean it's not even sex right she's like no <laughs> dirty whore wants to hold hands <laughs> there's I, I keep quoting that because it was like a meme about it <laughs> i love the internet um but i've seen that meme in I'm many sure different I've contexts sent it to you. Yeah. What, what's really funny about this anime is because like i read the manga like years ago and i know that i like because it's a comedy there's a lot of really funny faces mm-hmm. and i i would close crop go to space and text them to you as like reaction <laughs> yeah. images for a long time and so it's just kind of fun to like you now have like the context of what that means instead of just like a weird anime boy yeah <laughs> but it is it is it's one of those things where like like you can talk a lot of shit about shonen and the way that it treats its female characters Absolutely. but shoujo is just as bad like yeah. I, and, and a lot of times I think it's like it can be a little bit worse, especially like older shoujo, where like it can be really insidious. It like normalizes like emotional abuse and like neglect and things like that with like your fucking like standoffish pretty boys and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my least favorite tropes is the kind of like pretending to sexually assault someone to like show them that they need to be more careful or something. Like right. that's such a common thing, and like this show doesn't do it. It's no. like totally fluffy, totally sweet. Like it's, you know, they have their problems. It's about like communications It's about this like relationship, not just like with like the romantic relationship, but like relationships with all kinds of people, like your relationship with your parents, your relationship Mm -hmm. with your siblings. Like, and it's about how, like when you start a new relationship with someone like romantic or otherwise, you're not just like starting a relationship with them. You're starting a relationship with everyone they have a relationship with. Right. So like Rinko doesn't just have a relationship with Goda. She like meets Suna. She meets her mom. Like they all start like interacting with each other. And like, it's, it's cute. It's like really sweet. It's very like wholesome. Um, And it like largely is all, it's very well within like the realm of possibilities. Yeah, some right. of it. <laughs> like some of it, yeah. Obviously, go to like go... jumping into a burning building <laughs> yeah. and having his clothes burn off. Him catching the eye beam with his bare yeah. hands, like that's... he's so fucking small. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was. I, I think that shit keeps us grounded in the fact that it is an anime. It's like a joke. Yeah, but I mean, overall, it it lends itself to being a believable and aspirational um right slice of life yeah if you will yeah I, I was thinking about this um on my drive home from work today about like kind of why i think uh lovely complex fell flat and like mm-hmm. thinking about like what makes like why you make something in anime versus like a live action because like i think a lot of shoujo um, animes haven't been made recently. Like that kind of has like fallen off. It's not quite as common as shonen. And I think part of it is that like shoujo 
generally doesn't really lend itself to be animated mm -hmm. because like it is it's mostly like slice of life there's not a lot of like exciting it's just people standing around and talking mm -hmm. right and like if you're gonna adapt something like that like it's way better to like adapt it as a live action shoujo's kind of really been taken over by the like webtoon like manhwa thing mm -hmm. and a lot of manhwa get like k-drama live action adaptations gotcha and so but like i feel like you know an exception is my love story right like it's it's got that kind of like you know goat is almost like a superhero in his cartoonishness right. and so there there's that like cartoonishness and like silliness that the animation really lends itself to it right and it yeah. like so it, it adds that little bit of like unrealism mm -hmm. that's just kind of like a backdrop right the the meat and potatoes of the anime is the like relationships which are very much like grounded in reality but then mm -hmm. like you just kind of have the like little cherry on top of go, <laughs> go to like jumping into a raging river yeah and also like uh the other part that was really relatable um since he's like the protagonist is like high school boys are fucking stupid they are stupid like i mean all teenagers are dumb yeah but it's like a it's like a special brand <laughs> um and like really triggering for me <laughs> got triggered i got a little triggered <laughs> in the in the sense that like there were so many times as a teenager that i got in my own way in the terms of like romance and things like that right and sabotage yourself <laughs> yeah absolutely by being a fucking weirdo yeah and being fucking dumb and like not observant or not insightful not to say that Goda isn't insightful or observant but he just isn't when it comes to this frankly he's very yeah, yeah he's dense but it's like a frankly very new thing for him and i think that that like that's a very identifiable thing for especially like teenage girls and teenage boys right like this these new feelings that you're not used to and uh exploring those in the safest most insular way is difficult in the world that we live in today especially we get this picture perfect kind of like show yeah, and it's I've cute. really i've been really enjoying it and uh chef's kiss seven out of seven dragon balls <laughs> really good i and i think one of the things about it is like because it's like it's ostensibly like a female fantasy right and right. there there's all this like shit going around on the internet with like shitty like fuck boys and alpha males being like women don't want masculine men anymore and like that okay. like i feel like this is kind of like a really good counter argument right. where it's like it's not about like because goda is like the most masculine he's like a man's man right he's right. like as masculine as you can get but like what crew cut sideburns <laughs> buff as shit just like all he does is work out <laughs> but like the thing about like the masculinity is a, a lot of men present masculinity as being like aggressive cruel demeaning unemotional like yeah emotionally unavailable just angry and it's like you know, you can be buff, you can be strong, you can be protective. But like the thing that's like is Goda is like he's kind. He cares about people. Empathetic. He's like he's sweet. He's trying to be like he sees Rinko and like he kind of goes a little bit too far 
in terms of like yeah. trying to be like he's like no you're precious and i don't want to hurt you but like, he doesn't want to like push her boundaries he wants to like respect her and he like there's so many times where he's like oh you're really strong too that's awesome like mm -hmm. he's supportive of her hobbies like so it's like you know if you think women don't want masculine men maybe you're just being the wrong kind of masculine maybe <laughs> you're just being a piece of shit yeah you know because like i guarantee it no woman in the world would like turn down a goda if he like presented Oh, only the shitty not. ones yeah <laughs> only the ones you don't want to date in the first place <laughs> like someone who's kind respects you can pick you up and hold you like a baby <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah just cradle me do you want to talk about yona <laughs> so yona yona and her armory of colorful himbos oh, god so like okay first i'm gonna because it's the first thing you see and it's the first thing i'm gonna complain about i hate the intro to this anime i hate the intro sequence and the, i i know that they know that it was bad because they change it like five episodes in i i knew the basic premise going in because i had read i had read the manga right but like if you're going into this anime blind it spoils the whole thing in the yeah. intro yep because it's like there's an army of himbos and there's a character that like wears a mask he's not wearing his it like shows him with the mask on and the mask off so that's spoiled you don't even know this character yet <laughs> so you already like you you physically see all the himbos you know that they're dragons because it like shows them with the dragon in the background right. so you know that reveal and then like she has like a cousin that betrays her and it shows the betrayal it shows the cousin stabbing her dad and then trying to stab her don't have the intro in the first episode where it's supposed to be a twist that he's evil because right. like you go in and you're like you introduce to him and you're like suan i love you and you're like well he's gonna stab your fucking dad so i know this isn't gonna work out <laughs> just like save it and, and then it has like this horrible shaky cam and i was like the shaky cam makes me want to die like just yeah. looking at it and they got rid of it later they like redid the the intro so that it doesn't have the like weird wobbling going but the the song classical music it slaps i like it a lot i am um, gonna humbly disagree with you on okay, that well, I, I hate fucking... the song i i'm just you know i i want a if i'm, if I'm <laughs> it's gotta it's gotta get me hyped it's gotta it's gotta have uh insane guitar okay, riffs uh, and breakdowns <laughs> you don't get hyped by like orchestral strings <laughs> I, I do not. I can't identify. I, with this that. Is just shows like how we're fundamentally different people. <laughs> <laughs> I I wasn't orchestra in high school, so like I well, yeah. I, I did I I forced you to listen to like um, Russian Easter Overture, and I was like, this song yeah. fucking slaps. And yeah. then I'm like <laughs> rocking out to like a forty minute classical music piece. <laughs> it gets me so hyped. I wouldn't describe classical music as slapping. No. Okay, well you're fucking wrong. Tchaikovsky like wrote in literal canons because he had no chill so you just don't appreciate <laughs> art i guess yeah i don't i yeah i don't appreciate art um so i i really like the the intro just because like uh it's for the song yeah the song the the rest of the intro is terrible like it's terrible just like to look at but also terrible for like what it represents yeah but like, so, like in the first episode yeah we establish like yona she's a princess yeah and she's just got princess problems. She's naive. Yeah. Like, oh, and she, her unruly red hair, unruly magenta hair. It's red hair, red like the sunrise. And <laughs> the girl at the blush of dawn. That's the that's the like the second title of it. Yeah. 
but her hair is not unruly, but she constantly it's talks about it. Beachy it's, waves. She's got beachy, beautiful, beachy, cascading waves of hair. And she just floats around the palace getting into princess problems. Yeah. She has her, she has the, uh, there's the general of the the wind army. The wind one, clan. The wind clan. There's four clans. Earth, <laughs> wind, and fire. <laughs> Earth, wind, and fire. Earth, wind, do you remember? And water. Yeah, I, I, yes, thank you for September. getting my fucking joke that I just made. <laughs> Earth, wind, fire, and water. The four yeah. elements and the four clans. Yeah. His name's Hawk. He's himbo number one. Yeah, and he's, he's like your very typical, like, male... Uh, counterpart to the main character the main female character who's bubbly who's, and naive yeah the he's sarcastic. like super sarcastic super confrontational he's a jokester he's strong yeah like, like, milita- he's her guard he's cocky as fuck like he's like i'm the strongest man ever and he yeah. is and like you can already tell that there's like romantic tension between yeah. the two of them in the first episode. Because they're childhood friends, also. Right. Yeah. Um, but no, no, no. There's a she, third childhood friend. There's a third childhood friend who's her, her cousin. Her fucking cousin, who she's like, I'm gonna marry my cousin. Okay. Side side note. Uh, I saw a statistic about how eighty percent of all human marriages ever have been with their cousins. Eighty percent. Yeah. Jesus fuck. Like second cousins are closer. That's wild. This is why we're fucked up as a species. Because <laughs> we don't like walk two miles away to find someone to have a kid with. We're just like, you're next to me. Let's go have at it. Anyway, so she wants to have like this genetically bad idea with her cousin. Her cousin Suan. Um, they're first cousins too. He is the son of her dad's older brother. Yeah. Which is yeah. nasty. Yeah. Like I grew up with my cousin absolutely not absolutely that's so gross disgusting i never japan like if you grew up together stop (laughs) you know especially if you're related like actually blood related like first off age them up (laughs) age them up second off no more incest (laughs) no more incest we're like we're done with it there's there's been multiple like there's one that and this one wasn't japan this was korea this was a manhwa but like uh, they, we got to the characters where we're like they're going to the backstory and the, the male protagonist is like I had a sister but I lost her and I was like they're siblings fuck it and I stopped reading <laughs> <laughs> but so like we meet Suan and he's like a long haired pretty boy and yeah. he's like purposely dumb even though she's throwing herself at him yeah and it's also her like 16th birthday coming of age ceremony. Right. And she can't decide which silk shawl to wear anyway. And then like, so she's, she's going to Suan being like, they're talking about who I'm going to get married to trying to like lay down the groundwork. And Suan's like, yeah, me too. And she's like, what? And he's like, who are they trying to set you up with? And she's like, a hawk. And I was like, that's the stupidest thing. Why would you say that? That's dumb already, but that's like establishing the like that Hawks the real one, right? Yeah, the real love interest. The real love interest, um, which is fine. I don't think they execute it well, though. No, we'll, we'll get to it. anyway. So first episode is like the inciting incident, right? Where it's like she's she's like I'm in love with Suan, and she like brings it up to your dad, like I want to get married to Suan, and like it makes sense because a lot of royal families like married cousins, and the dad's like. 
you can't marry Suan. And you obviously can tell that there's something up with Suan. But right. once again, it does the thing where like, they don't tell you, they don't say like, oh, I usurped his dad and we actually have a lot of bad blood. And I think that like, like we should probably keep him at arms. Right. Like, I get it when like your kid's like a little baby and like eight, like they're not going to understand it, but she's like 16. Right. Right. Like a 16 year old can understand like something like that and be like, she's like, no, I like, she might still well, be like, I think I can change it, but like have a conversation. What no one in anime except for my love story ever has a conversation with anyone else in anime. Right. Just fucking talk to each other. Does it isn't she supposed to inherit the throne too? Yes. She's so, supposed to be the like, queen. I feel like that would be like, you know, really important information for like establishing relationships between these kingdoms later. Yeah. Like pretty pretty important. Like the the whole point is like he's supposed to be teaching her how to be a ruler and how to navigate this political landscape. Oh, but I'm in. a pacifist. I don't believe in weapons. The dad doesn't believe in weapons too, which yeah. does not make sense in ancient China. But also, but like, also, yeah, but also he does believe in weapons because he has a fucking army. Yeah, but he doesn't use them personally because yeah. he's, he's a fat guy. <laughs> I, sausage. Yeah. Uh, but he sure as shit dies by one. Oh my god. Yeah. So like. There, she's in love, and you're like, Suan, like, because you already know from the intro that Suan, like, betrays them and kills them. And, right. like, something spooky happens, and, like, someone's chasing her, and she runs into Suan's room, and she confesses her love. And he's like, because you can see, like, oh, he's, because if he's going to be king, he could just marry her. Problem solved. But the right. king's, like, the king's against it. And, and then, like, she, I don't remember, she's, like, walking around for some reason, and she, like, goes to see her dad, and like she walks into her dad's room and she's like dad i really want to marry suan and then like he's in suan's literally like in the middle of stabbing her dad to death right <laughs> and she's like suan calls someone for and i get that she's in shock but like he's like he literally just stabbed your dad um and maybe, then like maybe run yeah <laughs> and that's she's in one like i don't think if you walked into like your cousin slash boyfriend stabbing your dad that you would be like you would be like oh no you'd be like in shock like i get that not registering you'd be like what's right. happening right <laughs> but yeah so it's dumb and and then she does run away and and hawk is somewhere else and he comes and like is with her it's a I'm defends actually, her valiantly yeah and it's cool that, that scene fucking slaps that scene is really good he's super cool hawk's great also like so she's supposed to be 16 and suan and hawk are supposed to be like 18 Hawk is like 35. <laughs> There's like You cannot convince me that man is 18 years old. Yeah, he's like super tall, broad chest. Like, and I get like the kind of, you know, he's supposed to be. But the thing is, like, in reality, an 18-year-old would not be in the world. Your body's no. not done developing yet. No, definitely. You know, not. like yeah. you'd, you'd be at least, once again, age him up. 25. Him up. Yeah, there's no reason that he needs <laughs> to be that young. So so yeah, Hawk saves her. They run away. It's really sad because they like sacrifice the other attendant and she's like in trauma and blah, 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 blah. And like, but then, so th that episode happens and it's like ends on a real, and you're like, you're hooked, right? You're like, shit, you know, it's a good first episode. It is really good. It's a good first episode. And then the second episode is, it starts with them as children in a flashback. And the whole episode is just, them as children in a no flashback. Context. Yeah, no. And then I think it's like, it's like Hawk's flashback or something. Or is it her flashback? 
I think it's hers. It's her flashback. She has a dream. And then, and you're like, okay, I guess like that's weird. And then the second episode or the third episode, the one after that, you start again in a flashback, but they're yep. slightly older. They're like 10 or eight or whatever. And it's, this one is Hawk's flashback. Right. So like, you're like really good episode, flashback episode. You're like, okay. And then another flashback <laughs> episode. And you're like, what the fuck? Like the pacing is bananas. Yeah. And then it, and then the fourth episode, it's like cuts back to them. None of that, none of that flashback or. Uh, they don't talk about they it. They don't talk about it. It's just, I guess it's there for us, but it's like, okay, I already know that these people are childhood friends. You don't have to like show Like that's the problem. They had it. such good experiences together. They're like besties. They're besties. Like, oh, this is a betrayal. Like, of course it's a fucking betrayal. We knew her, that. Her cousin killed her fucking dad like stabbed him stabbed him in the it's a we know we've seen it <laughs> we don't need to see it again that it's a fucking betrayal and that that's what fundamentally yona of the dawn has a problem with like show not tell yeah basically they tell you everything explicitly every time someone sees hawk they have to say he's the lightning general right you he like it's, he's the strongest one they all say it they all talk about it. It's constantly talked about. And then every time they introduce a new character. So, cause like they get to the point, they like escape. They, she does the thing where it's like women's empowerment. She cuts her own hair. Yeah. She, the, that's a, a fun, that's a fun, like a kind of funny scene. Like Hawk is like getting, he gets <laughs> shot with like a poison arrow. So he's like blacking out, but he's still fighting. He's got like off. a slash across his chest. Yeah, he's still fighting off all these warriors from the Fire Clan. It's also a very are, good fight scene. Yeah, the the Fire Clan are like simps force uh, the the new kind of Suwon Suwon the interim king, um, and they're in on it. Like yeah, the, the Fire Clan knows, and the the context for, we know from like the the flashback at episode three, Hawks flashback that the Fire Prince tried to like. <laughs> forcibly like make yona his wife yeah but so, like you can get it from that episode that he's a piece of shit yeah like you don't like we don't need that you don't like, need a whole episode flashback to that you could also just have it be like like suan's like because he sends them out to go capture her right because like it, i guess suan doesn't want it's very unclear what his motivations are yeah. but he doesn't because like it's supposed to be like oh he ha he does care about her like the, mm -hmm. the shit with her dad is like a separate thing. Cause like, it's implying that we didn't get far enough, but it, it's implying that like her dad was kind of scummy. Like that, like her dad actually like killed his older brother for like the throne. And like, maybe that the older brother was a war criminal and he did it for the, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. So like, there's something going on there. Right. And we didn't get that far because <laughs> there's too many flashbacks. <laughs> So basically, like, you could just have it where, like, Suan's like, go get Yona. And then he's like, can I keep Yona for myself? And then you could just establish that he's a piece of shit and is right. like, creepy at Yona, right? right. And then That's Suan's like, don't touch her or something so, like that. So the Fire Clan comes to get him, get them. And, uh, like, Hawk is poisoned. He's fighting off all these warriors from the Fire Clan. He's on the edge of a cliff. And then they slash him and he flies off. And it's like seriously like a 20 second cut of him falling off the cliff. And 
<laughs> then it cuts to and he catches himself. Like yeah, it's, yeah, he's just hanging. You think that he like plummeted to the bottom, but then it's like it's like a different cut and he's just like hanging there. Yeah. Like you don't see him grab onto the cliff. You don't see him like try to save himself in any way. You just see the ground hurtling towards him. And so <laughs> then fucking Yona grabs a sword from some soul and like the fire clan leader's like, no, don't. And he's like trying to be good, I guess, like not hurt her. Uh, but like she runs forward. Oh, and previous to this, she like stands in front of the fire, the fire like leader, and her eyes are full of fire. And yeah, she's doing it's the the other anime trope where it's like I've never seen them be so serious before. Like she's doing nothing. She's a sixteen year old girl just standing there staring at him. No, fo no formal like fight train, like weapons training, martial arts, anything. And she's like surrounded by soldiers, and she's just like glaring at him, being like stop being mean to hawk and and they're like i've never seen her be so serious before and she's usually <laughs> such a dumb shit and it's yeah like you know good for her that yeah. like she's got like you know she rolled a nap 20 on her intimidation check and she inexplicably has plus 10 to intimidation <laughs> it was like her the fire in her eyes the girl at the blush of dawn so, I don't like what none of this is the deal breaker, right? Like I'm here for it. Yeah, like, yeah. I get it. It's the, the flashbacks are the deal breaker. Yeah, and so she runs forward, grabs the sword, runs towards Hawk, slashing at the soldiers, and then she just flies off the cliff. Well, like the first, the first part before oh, that, they grab her hair, right? Like the the prince grabs her hair, and then she cuts her own hair with the sword. Like she takes a sword from him, he grabs her hair. She and that's the cool part, right? So he grabs yeah. her hair. She grabs a sword, cuts her hair, and then, like, goes and tries to save Hawk. Um, so that was sick. That was sick. It was totally, like, even you were like, that's sick. Yeah. Um, and so, and then they both fall off the cliff together. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> the fire guy goes back to uh, like, she's dead. the kingdom. He's like, she's dead. Has her lo lock of hair in her hand. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Proof that she's dead. And then this is when the himbo collecting starts. Yes. So himbo number two is like a 12 year old boy with feathers in his hair who's like the plucky herbalist yeah he is <laughs> so he's a plucky herbalist and, and he has like a, like a mentor that's like a, a guru no they found the the oracle he's the or oracle. oh no no before they get through the fight on the cliff the timing is bonkers they go to the the wind clan and they like recuperate for an indeterminate amount of time yeah and then like the the fire clan is like like they like damn the water they like try to like smoke him out essentially and that's when they like run away and they have that fight on the cliff yeah. right like the the plot is so nonsensical because of the way that they arrange it that we can't even like recount it properly <laughs> yeah. so like and then so because this is like when they're at the wind clan hawk like is disowned like they disown him so the wind clan doesn't have to go like he takes the fall for killing the king they, and then he becomes like essentially like a vagabond. Right? right. And so, which becomes stupid later because she's like, um, I absolve you of your promise to my father or whatever. And it's like, he's already absolved because he gave up his position as a general. And now he's just a vagabond. He doesn't owe anything to the world that like, there's a whole episode about right. how he like did that. <laughs> but then she's like, now like, and then, and then she recants it later because she's like, I want you to like be loyal to me now. And you're the only one who can call me princess. And it's like, pick one, bitch. <laughs> That's a 16-year-old girl for you. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> but so, yeah. So they find the first Timbo. But he's not, he's not a dragon either. 
These are not the dragon himbos. Yeah, First two himbos. Yeah. So like the oracles, like you need to collect the four dragons and you are the red dragon, even though her hair is not red, it's magenta. Yeah. But that, <laughs> that explains the fire in her eyes. Yeah. She's, 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 and then you find out that oh. like the, the, the guy who founded the country had like red hair and he's the like, he's, he's the red dragon. He's right. the originator. And then, and then we all don't, don't we get the like original prophecy? Like we get a, another flashback. Of, yeah, like, to the, the four avatars of the dragons. Yeah. So this universe that gets repeated many times. So like the the dragons are like the avatars, where it like gets passed down generation to generation, and there's like the dragon spirit, but they're different colors. There's like a white, blue, green, and yellow. Yeah. And then she's red. They're Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so like the power gets passed on to generation to generation. Um. And like, but there's also like the essence of the dragon that like talks to the dragon warriors. And so like when they meet Yona, they're like, the dragon's like, this is your master. You must follow her. Yeah. They say him though. <laughs> well, this is an important thing. Cause like in Japanese, they don't have gendered pronouns. Oh, okay. So that's like a, a translation thing. Um, and, and like, you know, English is just stupid. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So yeah, they start collecting himbos. The first dragon that they collect the is dragon. the white dragon, and he's got he, the dragon hand. He's got a giant fucking hand that engorges the first time he meets Yona. It gets real big and catches on fire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he gets a he like yeah. So they show up to the village, and she's like, "My I blood mean, is boiling." <laughs> there's a lot of like innuendo with the first one, <laughs> and lot. I like it's dumb. And I, and like the whole thing also was that like, he's, you meet his like grandma or whatever. And like this village, like they worship the dragon warrior and they like, it's very eugenics-y. That's number three. They all look the same. Okay. One, Japan, age him up. Two, Two. stop it with the incest. Three, eugenics is bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it's very eugenics-y where they're like, our bloodline is passed down. And like, I hate that. That's an, that's an anime trope that I absolutely hate. Yeah. Um. So like he's supposed to take multiple wives to pass to like make the next dragon warrior or whatever. Um, like you get that kind of like he also has like a real dumb haircut, like a, a fancy yeah. visual K mullet. Yeah, he does. <laughs> it's like it's like a bob mullet rat tail kind of thing. <laughs> it's like something that would only exist in K-pop and anime. Right. And is I hate his fucking hand. I hate it so goddamn it's much. It's so it's it's very visually unappealing. Yeah. They like, I think most of the characters have really good character design. Hawk has great character design. Yona has really good character design. Hawk is just a guy. I, I mean, but like he, his blue outfits. Nice. Yeah. I mean, like, I think his design overall is really like aesthetically pleasing, but like the white dragon, what the fuck's his name is awful. I don't fucking, know I don't name. remember. All right. The next one is Shina. Um, but like, yeah. So the white dragon has like that dumb hand, yeah. And it's it's it gets big. <laughs> and then we get another episode, a flashback. Yeah, because where... like you have you introduce him, and then you have to have the flashback episode about why he's sad. Yeah. And it's like the whole episode is a flashback episode about why he's sad, and that's yeah. every time they introduce a new character. They did that with the the young himbo too, where mm -hmm. it's like it like the flashback to like how he met the oracle and everything. You don't need it. Okay, you can, like, give us breadcrumbs as you, like, get to know the character more. Right. Right? You don't need a full fucking flashback being, like, this is my entire backstory. 
and my motivation and like right. this is why you should care about me as a character right like just like leave something to the imagination don't put it all in your fucking intro <laughs> <laughs> um and then we got up to the blue dragon we got the blue dragon because the, is... the next village like so the dragons can sense each other they're yeah. like telepathically connected i actually i will say I really, really like the chemistry between Hawk and the White Dragon. Yes. Like they, they have like a, a bickering thing going on. And like, cause it when the when Yona and Hawk are in the like wind village, that's kind of when you start to see like Hawk being like, I am in love with Yona, but he doesn't say it outright. And he's kind of a shithead about it. Right. And like he like goes to kiss her and she's like, Oh, you're trying to check your temperature? Like no fucking high school girl, no 16-year-old girl is going to have a man, like, lean in and try to kiss her and not be like, oh, he's trying to kiss me. Right. Right? Like, the, you should, like, if they had established that she was kind of, like, oblivious to romance and that, like, but she mm -hmm. wasn't. Like, no. she was picking up that, like, the fire lord, the fire lord <laughs> was trying to hit on her and, like, she was trying to, like, she told, like, Suan that she was into him like she's not oblivious to romance no. so like it doesn't make any fucking sense that like she's only oblivious when it comes to hawk right and like it it's it's a cop out of having her like it's a cop out for having them have to have communication where she's like i can't deal with this right now like mm -hmm. my dad just got murdered i need to take my kingdom back like we're gonna we can fuck later but not right now right, right? and and so it's just a cop out of her being like what and I mm -hmm. like just you know that it makes her look stupid. Right. It doesn't. You're, you're undermining her character about being like she's supposed to be like intelligent, empathetic, yeah. like super badass. Yeah. But she she learns to shoot the bow, which is the other like kind of like B plot. Yeah. Throughout the whole thing is where she's like she's firing oh, a bow at night. We we do get a I've totally spaced about the uh, future shot like in the it's not in the first episode it might be the second episode. But it's where it's like way in the future. She's collected all of her himbos, and she like she like they take down like an army, just the just the five or six of them, <laughs> seven of them. Oh yeah, I forgot. No, yeah, that happens too. Where yeah. like it's it's like after the flashback, and then she has all the himbos, and they're like fighting a bunch of dudes in a ravine. Yeah, but it's like it. You're like what? Because you haven't met any of these characters yet. Right. It's like totally out of nowhere, and it doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't connect to anything else. And, and then, like, the next episode, you're in a different flashback. <laughs> There's yeah. no, like, explanation or, like, connective tissue or anything. So, the yeah. So, going back to the thread where... The blue one's my boyfriend, though. The blue... The, <laughs> he has an animal sidekick. They can, they can like, the dragons can sense each other. I so can't they, say that, though. I think he's 18. I'm, like, way too old for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, the dragons can sense each other. They have some sort of telepathic connection. And so, the white dragon guides them to the blue dragon and it's like this underground like super poor society where the blue dragons are uh the dragon blood's considered a curse yeah so like the the, the white dragon like clan segregated from society it's considered a blessing and they like really care about it and then the white dragon is like blue every generation yeah the blue dragon's like every generation we are cursed with this guy and they like and so, like, each dragon has, like, a different... Dra each dragon warrior has, like, a different part of the dragon. So, like, white guy has 
big dumb dragon hand. <laughs> and then like blue dragon, cause you're like, cause I was like, I was like, okay, the white dragon has the right hand. So maybe the blue dragon has a left hand and like they mm -hmm. go like leg, leg. No, blue like dragon has, has white, has yellow dragon eyes. Yeah. That can petrify. Like, yeah. Like, or kill somebody with a look. Medusa. But he can also see the truth. He can like see through stuff. Yeah. His, his eyes are very powerful. Yeah, in an in indescribable kind of way, <laughs> they can do a lot of stuff. It's got like mega sight. Yeah, dragon eyes. He has the same thing where he sees Yoda and his whole body like pulsates. Yeah, his blood thickens and heats up. This is why I hate like reverse harem stuff, just because like it kind of because usually the way that it works is that like protagonist the like female protagonist isn't like doing anything that like warrants all these people to like love her. Right. It's just kind of like, they're either compelled to, or like, she's just so different and so quirky. And it, it feels very like, not like other girls -y, you know? Oh, absolutely. So like, yeah. And, and so like, she's, she's done nothing. It would be much more compelling if she goes and she's like, yo, my cousin killed my dad. I'm trying like the Coca Kingdom's going to go to shit. Like you should follow me and make her charismatic. Don't make it like, a weird throbby lusty thing yeah no it, Ta there's too much throbbing <laughs> yeah way too much there's a lot of throbbing involved we don't, we don't need this she's 16 <laughs> need less throbbing age them up yeah, age them up <laughs> if you're gonna throb so much make them like college age all right so just like on a but quick there is look, a squirrel we yeah there is a squirrel which is great we love an animal companion. Uh, and so they have a conflict. Uh, the conflict in this particular place is uh, like the cave system collapses and they dig themselves out <laughs> with, with no dig. They okay. This really, this really pissed me <laughs> she off. She stabbed the wall a bunch they, with a dagger. They have, they, they live in a fucking cave. They live underground. There are tunnels like, there and there's not a goddamn pickaxe to be found in this fucking entire place. No shovels. Hawk, hawk. No escape tunnels, no tunnels to like even like prairie dogs build yeah. escape tunnels in their like tunnel system that right. like if one of them collapses, there's like a way to get out. Ants do too. Yeah. Like literally every animal except for these dumb fucking people <laughs> that live in a mountain. And, and so like Hawk has to literally cut his way out with his glaive, which is insane. Yona starts going at the wall with a goddamn dagger. She just takes a dagger from some guy. And then she just like passes out because she's so frail. Yeah, she faints. She's like, she starts stabbing the wall. She faints. The blue dragon like picks her up and carries her and like tucks her in. And then she's like, I'm fine. She comes back and starts stabbing. Like yeah. that, like a whole interaction for nothing. Yeah. For why? <laughs> like that's so dumb they well she needs support stacy she needed to have that connection with the blue dragon yeah see now and he's also going at the wall with an axe I, yeah he like a woodcutter's axe yeah I, and like not to and everyone's too being far. racist yeah everyone's being racist so like previous to this we get another flashback of his sad childhood of his sad childhood being his, segregated like, from society with his like surrogate dad Who's it was an alcoholic and mean, yeah. but he's nice also. <laughs> and then he goes blind and that's why he wears bells. Yeah. And so he, he like dies and, 
And then there's this other conflict that happens in the flashback where this army is coming and he's like, I, the, you know, this like 10 year old boys, like I'm going to defend the village. And so he runs out there and kills every single one of them. Uh, and they're like, he's a monster. Yeah. Yeah. Which was also really fucked up because it's like, okay, these people were coming to kill you. He was the only one that knew because he had his fucking dragon sight and he could see through shit. Your dragon eyes. It's dragon eyes, his special eyes. <laughs> what do your dragon eyes see? <laughs> And he Orcs. fucking he fucking takes care of it himself, not bothering anybody else in the village. They just happen to see him because he fucking passed out in the middle of them because he uses power too much. And then they're like, fuck you. <laughs> like, well, and that's like, it's never established why they think it's a curse. Right. And, right. and even like Yoda's like, oh no, he's like an ancient dragon and it's actually a power. And they're like, no, it's a curse and we hate him. Yeah. But it's like, it's never like it would make way more sense if like it was like the white dragon family because he's like I got a fucked up arm and he's like like visually deformed right right and you could be like oh he's like a monster half but no he just has like pretty yellow eyes and is hot also I don't know if you noticed I'm sure you did like everyone else is in rags but he's in like a full like gorgeous blue outfit yeah like ceremonial and he like looks way better because it's it's like the protagonist hair thing but like with your outfit too yeah his outfit is fucking sick though yeah like the mask is really good the robes are really good uh his overall look is it's very like the, the design's very well done hokkaido ainu which also like these people are portrayed as really like ignorant and backwards but they're also portrayed as like indigenous ainu yeah it feels kind of like kind of huh, kind of sus huh so like i don't know like it's weird and it's dumb and then he's but he's real cute after yeah i i like we kind of when he ended becomes there. a ball yeah yeah <laughs> we kind of ended there but he's like kind of mute he doesn't say much but he talks before yeah like he talks like he doesn't talk a lot he's like but he, selectively mute he says stuff before he like talks to them and he's like we need to go this way but then like after they leave the cave he like completely stops talking yeah. even though he had <laughs> talked to them before like why is he not talking now he's he just too just, shy like if you're gonna have him be like that just have him not talk the whole time and just speak purely through gestures but it also doesn't make sense like i guess it's like he's shy yeah i don't know i it, he was he was like naked for one because yeah. like he had to wash his clothes or something and he's just like in his little like furry cloak and he's like a pure ball and he like rolls over and that was like my heart squeezed <laughs> it was a very funny moment it was it very was... cute and, and that's like that's what's so frustrating about it right is that like there's there's parts of it where you're like this show has the potential to be like a really really good show yeah like it has the potential to be a great anime and they fucked it up See what would have been what would have been really nice, and I, I I can tell you right now how they could have done it, and it would have been awesome. Yeah, we start when they're kids, all of them, every yeah. single person, and we do Game of Thrones style. We cut to each story, right? And we have those stories happening. You know, you start off with Yona, and she's a little girl, and little Hawk, and little uh, Suan, Suan, and they're playing Su together. And they're having fun, and we're establishing these conflicts. And then we and switch over. And her mom over, dies because she's got dead momitis. Yeah, her mom dies. Then we transition over to the white dragon, and we see a little bit about his life. And then yeah. we transition over to the blue dragon. But like, we don't know that they're like, we don't maybe not necessarily know that they're dragons yet. But they're just kind of like 
you know, and I mean, we, you kind of have to because they like talk that's about true. it. That's true, but but not the significance of the dragons, right? right? And you and could so, you could do the the like you could have like because they're kids, so like you could have the dad being like, "Oh, here's the like creation myth of our country," and like talk about the dragons. So you can kind of like lay the groundwork that way, being right. like, and then mm -hmm. you like see like, "Oh, the dragons are real," and you're like, "Maybe Yona's the red dragon," kind of thing, being like the red dragon, like blah blah blah. Right. So you see all these other colors, and but then like there's no red dragon. What happened to the red? And then Yona with her fucking magenta fucking hair. <laughs> I. Yeah, so I think it could have like snowballed from there and we could come to, you know, the main story, which is her, you know, which is her taking back her kingdom, right? Right. Uh, but whatever, <laughs> it, it is what it is. I do, I do want to, uh, so we didn't get past when they start, like, get the blue dragon yet. Yeah. Um, but the other dragons are the green dragon, yeah. right? He's and, a merchant, right? Uh, he's a pirate. Okay. And he has the right leg. Of the See, dragon. it was a leg! <laughs> and the yellow one has the balls. <laughs> the yellow dragon balls! Uh, apparently he's a laid-back flamboyant and a womanizer. Yeah, okay. Uh, but he's older. He's older than the rest of them. He's he's 35, but really 35. Yeah. Like, Hawk, who's 35, but actually 18. Uh, and then the last dragon, the yellow dragon, just, like, wanders into their camp. Um, he was married previously. He looks, he's, like, 13. He looks so young. I'm, I'm just reading what the wiki says, man. Uh, <laughs> what, and, what part, what part? Dragon butt? Dragon tail? Uh, I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, so, uh, he's the, actually the original yellow dragon warrior. Who served King Huryu. Oh, he's got the, he's, he's got the, like, I'm a 300-year-old vampire, but I look like a small child. He's 2,000 uh, years old. Uh, yes! <laughs> we need, like, a an anime bingo card. But he doesn't have the awakening. What does that mean? So his, ball, his dragon balls haven't dropped. <laughs> his dragon blood doesn't rush. He doesn't get engorged. He doesn't throb. He doesn't throb. No throbbing. Uh, oh, his dragon power is immortality. He's just immortal. That's stupid. His the body... other ones have physical body parts, and he's just like, I can live forever. He... And I look like fucking 13 the His whole time. His body regenerates even if he's beheaded or burned alive. Sick. When, he's when he uses his power, dragon scales covers his body, and he becomes as strong as the white dragon and can jump as high as the green dragon. This literally sounds like a like bestiary entry in like a D&D <laughs> <Yeah>. book. <laughs> What's his legendary action? <laughs> It's his regenerate ability, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess he got three of them. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, i I would be I, I would be willing to watch more of it I as long as we skip shit. I just, that's like, the thing shit. is like I I just fast forward the through the premise of it is so good. I want to like it so bad, but like it's just the the execution sucks ass. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It's not great. But I want it. I want it. And it's like so long. It's still ongoing. It's like one piece level. Like the anime, the anime is only two seasons. They okay. did not animate the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Very typical for like, because I guess it wasn't popular enough or whatever. I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> uh, like the manga is still ongoing. I remember trying to read the manga and I think the manga had similar problems um, where it was just like, too many flashbacks mm -hmm. and like the pacing was wonky. 
you know um at, at least with like manga it's kind of you can like skip through stuff you can just like right sh- like do the i do that like when i'm reading books and they're like describing shit i'm like this is boring and you just skip <laughs> ahead um so but yeah anime you have to sit through it and you're just like oh what a slog because <laughs> there's so much good there's so much to like about it right and it's it is it's like kind of unique in that it's like an action shoujo and you don't get a lot of those right so yeah it's a bummer it's a bummer I feel so passionately about Yona. So, <laughs> and I, cause I, and I knew it was something I was like, oh, I'm making Nick watch all these rom-coms. Like we should watch the action one together so that we can like, we can get a little like fun stuff. And then it was like, it was a big poopy duty mess. Yeah. But that, that how would be though. Uh, I, they are making, so they are coming out with a new shoujo anime mm-hmm. for it's called bouquet for a ugly girl okay bouquet for an ugly girl and it's it's like you know typical shoujo like high school girl she's like fat and ugly (laughs) finger guns (laughs) and um because i still i still read shoujo i like i need to feel something right and i need to believe love is real (laughs) um and so um and it's basically like you know she's really awkward and like and and shy and she she's kind of go like gota in the sense of like she's like oh like anytime someone like talks to her she's like they must think i'm a burden right <laughs> but she's like she's like really negative and then there's like this uh, the himbo like hot guy who's just kind of dumb but like they they like become friends and he likes her mm-hmm. and i i like it because like Usually it's not the guy who does it first. Usually like the girl falls in love and then like, there's like a whole thing, but like right. he, he's like, I like her. And he, he's kind of like, I like you, we should date. And she's like, what? And then like, that's kind of the whole thing. But um, they're, they're making the, the last chapter that came out, they were, they announced that they're making an anime for it. So like, it's probably not your cup of tea, but I'm, I'm glad that they haven't given up on shoujo <laughs> anime. I hope, like, I, I mean, it's new. Um, and it, it's just be like a, a nice little slice of life. It doesn't resonate with me as much anymore. Cause mm-hmm. like I'm a 30 year old, like bag of raccoons pretending to be a person. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know, like I kind of like, it's just cute. And I, like, yeah. it, it's the, like my brother's kids are like teenagers now. And I, I kind of just like watch them and I'm like, I hope things work out for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of how I feel now when I see teenagers. And I'm like, oh, I've been there. And I just kind of like rooting for them from afar. So you can speak more to Lovely Complex um, if we want to talk about that. Sure. Like, so Lovely Complex, I, I agree. Like the animation style was weird. Um, the humor wasn't as humorous as it was. Um, but like. But I mean, is it so is it like kind of like my love story in the sense that, you know, they establish that, you know, they they're really similar, right? They're really similar people, both the main characters, like personality wise, right? Yeah. So they're both they're... really intense. They both are like fun loving, like they kind of look similar in a lot of respects too. So, all right. <laughs> so the Risa. Risa, I love Risa. So the whole thing is that like Risa, and this is also kind of like, it makes less sense in the context of, it's, have you seen the movie Tall Girl? 
It's it's like literally oh, the plot of Tall Girl. The Netflix movie. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen the So the she's she's like abnormally tall for a Japanese girl. And like it's considered like unfeminine, like she's really insecure about her height. Mm-hmm. And then there's the guy who's abnormally short for a Japanese guy. He's like 4 feet tall. Okay, okay. So like <laughs> and and so they there there's like it's a reference to like an old comedy duo that used to be on TV in Japan. Um, but there it's, it's Kyojin, Hashin Kyojin. So Kyojin, like, um, attack on Titan. Like, so it's like halfling and giant or like halfling and Titan. And so like, they're just kind of like class clowns. Um, and they, they get lumped together a lot because people think it's funny. Right. Um, but like basically, but they have like, they have a kind of like adversarial, but like good natured relationship where they Mm -hmm. like give each other shit, but like at the end of the day, they're still like pals kind of thing. And like, it starts off with like, they're trying to wingman each other. Right. So like she, there's like a new kid and he's like taller than her. And Risa's like, hell yeah, a guy that's taller than me. I want to go for him. And then like, she has this friend who's like really petite and cute and it's shorter than Atsushi. And so like, he's like, I want to, I want your help to go after your friend. Like, Will you help me? And they're like, yes, we'll we'll wingman for each other. And so they go on these like these group outings, but they end up just like having a really good time together. Right. And like I watched and, the one where they went to the the pool. Yeah, the pool, and they're like, ah. Yeah. And and so like and and it's like really obvious that like they're meant to be together, but they're too wrapped up in their own insecurities and like how the world views them as like her being taller than him, kind of to like really see that. Um, and, and it's about like Risa falls first, Koizumi falls first Mm -hmm. and she's like, she confesses to him like multiple times and he's just like, who is it? Who's the guy you like? (laughs) And it's like really upsetting. (laughs) And, and like, and it's the kind of thing where like that it's, it's actually mostly about him coming to terms being like he never really considered her as a potential partner because she's so much taller than him. And she's not really like, he's usually more into like the cutesy type. Um, but there's like a, a point where he's like hanging out with like his bat cause he plays basketball. <laughs> and like, there's a, he's play, hanging out with his basketball buddies and he, and like his basketball guys are like, well, she's really funny. And he's like, yeah, funny's not bad. And yeah. like, so it's, it's the kind of thing of like expectations versus reality and like it's just like it's really funny like nagahara aya has like a great sense of humor her shit's always hilarious but her 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 female characters tend to be kind of like gremliny goblin-y mm-hmm. like people who are like 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 women who are you know they're like average and but they're they're like funny and smart and like generally kind but like kind of downtrodden yeah and so like that's that's the whole vibe. And like so I don't think it translated well to the anime. I didn't like the animation style was kind of whack. Yeah, uh, it was really low budget. Really which, really low budget. Which is like a bummer. Um but it, it's one of those things like I, I I wonder if they ever did a live action adaptation. I think a live action adaptation would be like way better. Like I think I saw one actually like when I would I was be surprised browsing. if they didn't. Yeah. Um but like I if it's one of those things where like I don't think there's anything that's added by having it be animated, right? Right. It 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 doesn't it doesn't enhance the comedy. 
Right. So, and, and that's the thing is that like some, some stories, like animation allows you to do stuff that like you would have, like you can't, you're not bound by like reality to do. Right. Right. And so like, but this, it's like a completely straightforward story. There's nothing like surreal or any, there's like kind of some like gags or whatever. Mm -hmm. But they're, they're things that are, the gags are like, they're not even really visual. They're like mostly like verbal jokes that they right. say. So like, I, I think a live action adaptation, like kind of slapsticky would have been a, a better adaptation of the original meter rather than the like low budget animation animation. Yeah. Also like the anime is like way shorter and the, the there's like 13 volumes, which, uh, if you try to go buy the volumes on Amazon, they're like $400 each. I'm sitting God on two that I have the full series. I'm sitting on like $2,000 worth of manga. <laughs> That's my, awesome. my little nest egg. <laughs> I think, I think they went down, but like a lot of the like early print shojos were like, there was like some kind of crazy inflation going on for a while. Like Amazon. Damn. I'm rich. I'm a rich man now. <laughs> my, my dragon horde of manga. <laughs> It's the only one that I own too. Lovely complex. But yeah, there's there's a brief pick at the 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 shojo brief peek at the shojo demographic. Yeah. So, you're welcome. I welcome welcome it. to my fucking hellscape. <laughs> for the most magical time of the year, December for the month of December, we're going to do magical girls. So, December episode is going to be magical girl anime. We're going to watch Sailor Moon, uh, Revolutionary Girl Lieutenant, which is one that I recently discovered and I'm really excited about because it looks super gay. <laughs> <laughs> Mega queer. Um, We're not rewatching Madoka Magica because we've both watched it, but we will talk about it. And then uh, Cardcaptor Sakura.